Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. What's up, everyone? This is Josh Fager, co-host of Edge NFT, here with CryptoStash Live in Los Angeles at the Blockchain Summit 2023. How's it going, man? A little rainy here today, which is a little unusual for yeah. LA, but uh, <laughs> having a good time so far. So this is one of the events that have been around in LA for quite some time, man. Yeah, so a, it's, it's, it's evolved a lot. It's a staple. We've got some, you know, some bored apes over here, and <laughs> definitely the conversation has sort of evolved what types of companies are here mm -hmm. and, and what the conversation has gone way beyond just the institutional side uh, into the, the trenches of Web3, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's something you can't really avoid these days. At the beginning of this conference, it was very much focused on like the investment side of things. It was very much focused on the investment side of things. And now it's having blossomed beyond that, I think. And honestly, personally, I attribute fully to myself is really how I look at it. It was all my doing, all these years of me talking about NFTs here and no one caring and no one caring. And then eventually like, oh shit, no, actually, it's really cool. Stash was right this whole time. Credit where credit is due, guys, come on. <laughs> hey man, when we were planning NFTLA, which I think was one of the last times we saw each other, like everyone was like, you can't do NFTLA without Stash. He's just been on that, you know, the NFT sandbox for a really long time. And of course, we heeded the wisdom of the elders around us and brought you into the mix and it's great to have you. But we were sort of trying to figure out what type of cycle are we in? Where in that cycle are we? You ask 10 people, you get 10 different oh, yeah, opinions. Man. Oh yeah. What do you see happening here? And how does that relate to your specific focus primarily, which is gaming? Yeah. So macro picture, I think that like what we were saying, I was saying earlier, people are still kind of trying to decide whether we're nearing the end of the bear, uh, that's kind of bear market cycle we've seen, or we still have quite a bit of, of room to go. You know, it's kind of like the groundhog syndrome. Like, is he gonna see a shadow? Is he not? Like, oh, I don't know, guys. We're kind of like, not sure. So I think that's kind of where we're at macro-wise. But the cool thing about the gaming side of things is it has not slowed down at all during this bear market. I mean, we've just seen companies doubling down and trying to make really great games that happen to have NFTs and crypto included. Token yeah. price, maybe not doing so well, but yeah. other things, other aspects, which I think there's a lot more to a company than just the token price. Yeah, I totally agree. We've had a lot of gaming shows lately, like Mythical Games, mm. what they're mm. doing is really cool. I'm seeing, I'm curious what you're seeing, an intersection more so between the gaming and some of the other components of Web3, the metaverse experience, mm. the, the PFP side, the brand activation. Everyone's thinking about gamification in a more holistic way, not just a reward mechanism, but right. actually like using like deep game mechanics to grow a community. Yeah. I mean, I think gamification is a really great way to grow a community, if done right. Sometimes it comes off a little like, eh, that's cheesy, that's campy, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't seem organic, it doesn't feel like it fits. Yeah. But then sometimes it actually works really well. One of the ones, actually, the latest examples that I've given when people ask me this is Candy Digital did a really good job with Stranger Things mm -hmm. when they did a whole activation using NFTs for this latest season here. 
And it was actually really good. It was engaging. People were in Discord. The game itself, like the puzzles, they were puzzles, really well thought through, but still fun enough and, and, and light enough for lots of people to get on board. And then you end up getting an NFT and they didn't say, hey, great, it's an NFT. It was like, oh, you got this cool collectible poster, you know? So I think there's a really cool way of doing gamification to create communities out there. And Web3 and kind of enhances that. I think that we're starting to see some really great applications of how that's done versus what we've seen in the past, which has been a little clunky. I think now we're starting to find a little bit of a stride there when it comes to like marketing and entertainment in particular. Uh, yeah. Really seeing that stride. Okay, yeah, hey, this works. Let's do this. Well, we got to get you over. We're doing actually a gaming meets entertainment event November 14th in Santa Monica. So if you're around, yeah, you should pop by there. Uh, we'll have more those types of combos but what specifically are you focused on these days any particular projects collaborations mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that you're sort of pumped about so a couple things pushing my whole secret agent stash character my live stream character i have a game coming out with the sandbox with that secret agent theme which is going to be a lot of fun so you're going to go in and try and rescue this or steal back this this smart contract that was stolen by the, the bad guys, the Neon Dusk. Nice. Before they unleash it upon the, the city. We can't have those, those uh, smart contract viruses getting out there, man. Wow. You know how devastating those could Diabolical. be. Diabolical. Next bridge hack incoming, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's going to be fun. That's going to come uh, hopefully here for Sandbox Season 4. So oh, Season great. 3 just ended, yeah, so yeah. that'll be the next season. Just relaunched my NFT live stream card game, which is kind of cool. It's a game that's on the Wax blockchain. And basically, it's a way to use NFTs while I'm live streaming to interact with my show while I'm doing it, which is kind of fun. So we've been bringing that back, and that's been uh, pretty cool to have that and have the community interacting using NFTs. Can they burn it? And boom, I do that action, or I change that disguise, or something like that. So wow, and, and what, 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 what's the technology behind that that you're using? It's on the Wax blockchain. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's got a whole step thing where like, basically you have these random packs. You open the packs, you get random crafting or build cards. There are different pieces of the disguises or the actions, and you got to craft them together to make the final card, which you then play while I'm live. That's cool, man. Yeah. And as if folks don't know, how can they keep tabs on what you're up to and you know be part of the next quest and sandbox? Yeah, so you guys can find me at YouTube.com/slash/CryptoStash, S-T-A-C-H-E, like mustache. And I'm that on Twitter and on TikTok and Instagram and wherever wherever you want to be. I'm there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a little bit less facial here today. People probably yeah, like wondering. Yeah. I was Popeye for Halloween. I feel the commitment. But I'll, I'll bring back the stash. We'll never be your level of stashness, yeah. but I did participate one year. And was that like Movember? What was that stash yeah. uh, charity event they mm -hmm. have every year? Yeah, Movember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. I represented. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I uh, appreciate you coming. Thanks for yeah, sharing a little time with us and telling us what you're up to. We'll keep tabs on that and uh, see you around. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Cool. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued, or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore, because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them, and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, 
Blockchain Trading Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. What's up, everyone? This is Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge of NFT, here live at LA Blockchain Summit with another Los Angelino, Scott. How you hey, doing, man? Good up, to man? see you. Great to be here. So we were just reflecting on, on your journey the last year and a half. I know it's been really busy. We're in the same city. We didn't know each other, but now we do. I'd love to sort of tell the world a little bit about this uh, amazing company, Space and Time, that you co-founded. Yeah, as would I. So Space and Time is a decentralized data warehouse, which basically just means it's a data warehouse that's owned and operated by the community, built to onboard a lot of data to smart contracts on every major chain. I got it. So why does that matter? Yeah. I think right now, smart contracts sort of feel like 1980s COBOL mainframes, right? There's enough power, enough juice to power like a bank, but not to power like mature social networks, industries like telecom, energy, and we need smart contracts to access much larger volumes of data off chain. Like, so if you're building new financial derivatives, like financial instruments on chain, you can't really do that today in a smart contract. Mm -hmm. There's not enough data, not enough compute power, and space and time fixes that problem. And how exactly does it do that? Yeah, so a decentralized data warehouse that can store petabytes of data, not gigs, not terabytes, petabytes of data. How much data is that? I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah, the visual. Like your laptop is like a terabyte, right? Okay. So a thousand laptops. Okay. thousand cool. laptops. Got it. thousand new MacBooks. Yeah, a thousand new MacBooks. So all imagine right. all that data and then prepping it and getting it ready to actually be connected to smart contracts. So your smart contract for your NFT project can ask the question, show me all users who purchased two of our NFTs and we'll give them an additional reward on chain. Without space and time, your smart contract can't do, do something that simple. You're trapped in space and time without yeah, space and time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Like, your um, smart contracts can't ask questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what are the sort of conversations you're having within the industry, mm -hmm. some of the partnerships that, that you guys are cooking up where this is very relevant? Yeah, absolutely. We've got partnerships with Chainlink, Microsoft, and NVIDIA on the kind of the global scale compute, a compute network at global scale, and then partnerships with uh, Avalanche, Polygon, and Mistin Labs, the Swede blockchain, on connecting to smart contracts and oh, wow. being, being the query engine for those blockchains. These are big partnerships. Yeah. So I guess what's next? Yeah, I mean, those are the L1s and the infrastructure providers that we're partnered with. Now it's about onboarding a bunch of users, right? Cool NFT projects that are building new NFT exchanges, new NFT use cases. Like here at LA Blockchain Summit, I've been so impressed by the number of, of different NFT use cases I never would have even imagined. Like, Can you give us an example of like some of the use cases where your solution is relevant just so people can understand yeah. why they should like reach out to you guys? Let's talk about like a, a AAA blockchain game, like a well-funded, awesome first-person shooter, for example. I win the game or I get a lot of points in the game and maybe I want to upgrade my gun. Well, that gun might be an NFT on chain and there's data associated with that gun. How many points did it get? How many games did you win? That data today isn't really on chain. It's mm -hmm. usually off chain like IPFS or something like that. It could be in space and time and we can manage that in a cryptographically guaranteed, trustless way, in a way that is, feels like a smart contract. Very cool. And you guys have like an alpha launch coming up, is that correct? Yeah, pretty soon, about a month, we're bringing on our first set of protocols, users, and we're really excited to, to kind of early release of space and time. It's going to be a blast. 
Cool. So right now you're looking for collaborators, but also developers that want to build using your technology mm -hmm. stack. So how can people sort of learn more, yeah. get in touch, Absolutely. plug into the ecosystem you're building? So spaceandtime.io is our website, and we're about to launch a whole new kind of version of our website that's much more detailed. We just launched our documentation, and we're really excited. We also have info at spaceandtime.io if you want to email us and get to know more. And of course, Twitter, at SpaceAndTimeDB. We're pretty active in the DMs, and we get a lot of DMs every day of people like, hey, heard what you're building. We want to build on a familiar database. We want to build on what feels like a SQL solution, and we want to connect all of our data to smart contracts. We'd love to chat. Sounds exciting, man. Definitely going to look more into space and time, and hope to see you around LA more often now that we connected. Hell yeah. Looking forward to it. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Hi everyone, this is Josh Krieger, one of the co-hosts of Edge of NFT, live in LA at the Blockchain Summit. Excited to be here with Emily McDaniel, all the way from close to my alma mater in Virginia. Great to see you, great to meet you. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking a little bit, and I'm excited about what you're doing to sort of add some sophistication to the space. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your background and what Mintangible is all about? Sure. Well, so my background, I'm an IP and corporate lawyer. It's been the history of my career in early stage startups really innovating when it comes to digital licensing and monetization. So I was involved in ebooks and open source. And when I saw NFTs, I saw this tremendous opportunity for new intellectual property monetization opportunities. Uh, so I founded a company called Mintangible. I knew NFTs really needed infrastructure to be transformed from mere tokens into actual assets that could hold value. So Mintangible has, is the first NFT IP and rights solution 
where creators, brands, and companies can digitally bind IP and royalty rights directly to an NFT and have it displayed with that NFT and transfer with that NFT anywhere. So now buyers know exactly what rights they are getting and not getting, and creators are able to establish and protect their intellectual property, monetize it, and also establish their rights to royalties. That's really exciting, and I know because of your background that you probably did your homework on the competition and what the landscape looks like. We have definitely have talked about this topic of IP rights before. In fact, we had the chairman of Filecoin, Martha, on the show, and she's like a, an IP rights expert. You should totally check oh, out the show. For sure. But what's been out, what are other people tried to do, and why is that inadequate? Yeah. So the biggest attempts to solve this has really been do-it-yourself with developers, really trying to attach licenses in the smart contract. But that will never be a holistic rights protocol and structure with trust elements and certification, which is what Mintangible gives. Other attempts are now trying to create some EIP standards, are really going from the technical perspective into the market. But the problem is it really requires a deep understanding of how rights are translated into economic value and that is based on the law, which gives you exclusive rights. And it's so all of the other attempts have been very incomplete, too technical for anybody to be usable. And the biggest customers that are really looking and needing this are existing brands that have IP to protect. Uh, and they need a user-friendly way and safe way to come into Web3, and they really want to come into Web3. So we've really focused on a very friendly user interface and a holistic rights-first solution, because our goal is to be that rights protocol for all of Web3. That's really exciting. As I'm reflecting on what you're sharing, I think about the additional complications when you have co-creators, when you're working with metaverses, when you're working across yes. metaverses. Have you thought about how that sort of fits into the picture? Yes. So our protocol is, the whole goal is to be very modularized so that people can sort of put together both the provenance, which is the proof of what rights are coming into an NFT, which could be owned by one IP owner, or it could be five different ones, such as in, in some of the examples you gave. And so what we do at the beginning or is... Or five we, different jurisdictions. Yes, but the neat thing about licensing, licensing is, and I have a consortium of lawyers that are kind of advisors to us, is so we're really trying to create a protocol very similar to how open source licensing happened in the code world, where open source license agreements were standardized across jurisdictions. So we're trying to create that too. But the key thing about our rights protocol is it's very modularized so that with the goal of putting together the IP ownership and having the rights owners be able to prove and declare that they own it, and then being able to make decisions over what rights are being granted with what NFT at any given point in time. And all of that gets declared on the blockchain. So at any time you can see, with respect to any type of media asset or intellectual property work, who owns what, who got granted what, and at what point in time. And we kind of have a, a chain of title in our ether scan for rights that people can kind of see and track. So it tries to make it more efficient, more scalable, more inclusive you know, for folks to really be able to participate in the Web3 economy by monetizing creative things that they each can bring to the world. That's really, really exciting. So who are your sort of target customers for and collaborators for this? And what's yes. next on your roadmap? Great. So we have two main customers. The first one is the Global 5000, which are companies that really want to come into Web3 
two that have existing brands and existing communities. Or 2.5, then three, yes. kind of inch yeah. their way in. But they want to do this right. They yeah. know NFTs offer this humongous potential to build their brand, strengthen their community, make some money, but they also have too much to lose by not doing it right. So global 5,000 companies that want to come in, create NFT initiatives to accomplish purposes, but do it intelligently and smartly. And then the second customer demographic are NF native NFT collection projects that have a sustainable use case they're trying to achieve, uh, which usually means trying to make sure that their NFTs over time go up in value, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, create the flywheel that Web3 is supposed to do. And then of course, any platforms where NFTs are minted, we want to be their digital rights partner because we make their service better and we protect their customers. So that could be an open sea, but it could also be a Facebook. When Facebook mm -hmm. starts minting NFTs, right? They need their users to be able to tell the when they're minting their NFTs, tell the public and the other folks on Facebook what exactly people are buying. So uh, it could be a Facebook, an Adobe, a Dropbox, you know, anywhere NFTs are created. That's really cool. And next on the roadmap. So on the roadmap, we are coming to market here at LA Blockchain with our product. We're accepting pilot customers and we're developing this API so that in a few months we'll be able to integrate with um, just a few clicks into platforms. And now with existing NFT projects, they can with three clicks bind any IP license agreements that they have and also declare on the blockchain what royalties really apply to their NFT projects. Something many of them are finding out today that royalties they thought they had secured when they created their NFTs are not really um, secured with that NFT. Mm -hmm. And so by using our pr protocol I've heard many clicks, stories like that. Yeah. yeah. They can at least now show on the blockchain that the, you know, a creator royalty of a certain percent is essentially part of that NFT asset. That's exciting. I love what you're doing. How can people stay in touch and track sure. what you're up to? Sure. So on Twitter, we're at mintangible underscore IO, and I'm at Emily McDaniel. And then, of course, our website is mintangible.io. All right. Thanks for joining us, awesome. and can't wait to see where you're at come NFTLA next year, March of uh, 2023. I'm sure there's going to be quite a lot of updates at that time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. We have reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks everyone for exploring with us. We've got space though for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends, recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. You can also come and participate in edgeofnft.com slash discord and get to know the community. Jesse will be in there as a with a special podcaster tag. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. And thanks for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.